Hello, and you're listening to The Seventh Reel. This week, Casablanca, a 1942 film directed by Michael Curtis, and Play It Again, Sam, a 1972 film directed by Herbert Ross, starring Woody Allen. And I mentioned Woody Allen first because it is a Woody Allen movie uh, through and through. Michelle, this was your pick this week. Would you like to elaborate? I mean, I like when films reference other films. So mm-hmm. we do the film and it references. It's so clever. Going from Casablanca to this is like almost a seamless transition, right? Because it starts, play it again, Sam starts with the ending of Casablanca. Yeah. I watched them back to back, so I was like re watching the ending. <laughs> you said, what did you think of Casablanca? Video. Um, well, I mean, I've seen this before, mm-hmm. and I think it's still delightful. It's like a fun movie. It's very funny. Yeah. Both of these films are very funny. Yeah, but I mean, for di- very different reasons and different ways. Yes. But I don't, I don't know. I just, Casablanca was, uh, I don't know if it's just me getting older, but I was like, yeah. The good fight. We need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... I, or maybe just the rise of fascism again. Is... On Wikipedia, someone wrote on part of the critique is that it's the reason why it's so popular is because it does feel relevant no matter which generation. It always feels like um, the cycle that we, the, the fight continues, but it's important that we con- uh, that we continue fighting. I suppose. I love Humphrey Bogart in in Casablanca. Which is, which is I, I, I guess, a little bit frustrating with his uh, his parody in Play It Again, Sam, because I was like, well, like, the, the Humphrey Bogart that shows up in Play It Again, Sam, is not really the Humphrey Bogart that shows up in Casablanca. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, because Casablanca almost feels like a deconstruction of, like, his character, right? Because he remains cold and he doesn't care. He's like, I, 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 I yeah, stick my he... neck out for anybody. Was it not an early role for him? So he hasn't done like all the stuff that everyone knows him as being like hot and cold. Wait, yeah. wait when did the big sleep come out? <laughs> I, I thought it was like remember. 44, 46. Oh, like it's 46. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, this is a little bit. This is before like his most notable. Because, yeah, I remember him better as the Philip Marlowe character. But to see him like kind of take all those elements like slowly stripped away. And he is forced to care. He's forced to show his humanity. He's forced to show how, like, he's vulnerable. I thought that was very nice. And he plays it with this, like, he's very uncomfortable with it, but he ultimately, like, steps up and he lets, like, that noble side of him win. I thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so um, tight, though. Like, it just completely flows. It doesn't drag at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the gags and stuff are just, like quick they're like amazing character moments um and a lot more quotable like there is just it isn't just the ending that's like has like all the very classic mm-hmm. lines the entire movie is filled with zinger after zinger after zinger mm-hmm. like the guy who's like uh it's full uh casablanca is full of some very dangerous characters and then he robs <laughs> the guy stuff yes. like that where it's, it's like so uh it's like, it's like, I can't believe the state of this place. Gambling. You're winning, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, which feels uh, very, like, vaudevillian and kind of, like, you know, mm-hmm. entertainment with a capital E. But I, I love I loved it. I thought it worked. Like It's all balanced with, yeah. like, the very seriousness of the war. 
because they yeah. didn't know how the war was going to end when you they know, were making yeah. it. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, but you know what's interesting? Also, I watched this with a a crowd once. They did mm-hmm. like a summer festival screening thing. Uh, but when we watched it, the joke that uh like got the biggest laugh was the the clock joke where he was like, uh, how remember the two uh, the couple that was like we're learning we're speaking english all the time and she was like how much uh, clock and he's like 10 and then she's like anyways uh, that joke played really well i can't remember that one there's there are a lot though uh can I, okay so just if we're, we're on the topic of jokes most yes. of uh, of the uh of played against sam for me didn't land the oh except for the physical humor i thought he's he's so good at it like he's very good at it. like when he was uh, introduced uh, to the first girl he was like trying to <laughs> rebound with that was hilarious and uh and then the one where he's like we uh, we went to mexico for our honeymoon i spent the whole time in bed i had dysentery <laughs> <laughs> So good. Sure. Yes, I remember that one very well. <laughs> Did you not like the art gallery scene? Oh, the one what with the Saturday. Yeah, killing. What, what about Friday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good one too. Actually, I think this is also strongly showcases how Diane Keaton just carries his movies mm-hmm. a lot of times. She's so funny. Yeah. I thought the bit, the funniest part of the joke, what part of the movie was when he finally comes on to her, and all she wor- she's worried about is she just keeps talking the about the lamp, and it looks like at one point it looks like Woody Allen's laughing, like just in spite of like breaking character. It's like let me at least pay you ten dollars as he's trying to like kiss her. It's great. Um, she's wonderful, and the fashion. My God, people don't dress like that anymore. Very distinctly seventies. Mm. Yeah, it's true. But it looks good, though. I like all the apartments and all the chairs. Mm. I just want to occupy my world. Because <laughs> I didn't realize before um, reading the, the opening credits that it was a play originally. And I was just kept thinking, like, how did they make this into a play? Because, like, that moving around kind of adds to it all. And, like specifically referencing a film in a play seems weird because it's just different medium because it is just like a series you know, it of works better different like apartments for most of it i can see how they can like stage it mm-hmm. as a play and the only copy of the script i was trying to find it was of the play um and not the actual film script which is interesting oh it's so also i was mentioning to you guys earlier how i was like play it against sam and sam is referenced to the black character and there's no black people in Woody Allen's movies. They never show up. I guess he's just not comfortable with the subject matter. <laughs> like he doesn't know it. Mm. It's, more, it's more about what's going on in his world. Yeah. Because mm. it is him, right? It's always, there's always an element of the self-insert. I mean, they were both fun in very different ways. Michelle, what, did you, this is the second movie and then Woody Allen doing a movie about the movie (laughs) uh is there are there other ones well sleeper is um not really one but it like he wanted sleeper to be like a silent slapstick comedy but the Uh, studio was like no that will never work so he had to just play it off 
in just normal 70s fashion. But it wasn't like referencing any specific film. Well, I know he did Casino Royale. Is that or it wasn't him? He was in it, and that's like a James Bond thing, spoof. Yeah, I, ah, I'm not sure about maybe, that. But that's not him. Yeah, it's funny that this is like this is what a commercial movie that does well <laughs> and was. I don't think you can uh, shoot a movie about a guy failing to uh, to get dates. <laughs> well, I mean, that's yeah. a lot of rom com guy guyish oh. rom coms in the two thousands. I think in the two thousands. Uh, Wait, yeah, mid- yeah, what was that? Something Jay Baruchel will star in. <laughs> um, then he yeah, it's like she's way out of your league or something like that, like that that sort of thing. Isn't that the same deal? I think that's a real movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a real movie. I think, I think Scarlett Johansson's in it. One thing, it's, it's when, when, the, when he's doing all the lines from Casablanca at the end, uh, at Play It Against Him, I just, I can only be reminded of that, that little boy in Modern Family, because who, who recites it back to, um, what's, what's the, the grandpa? Joe. Joe, yeah. Remember that one scene when he's just like, because he loves, Grandpa loves Casablanca, and like at, at the end of the episode, the little kid, his little grandson remembers it, and he recites the entire ending to him. It was adorable. But mm. also indicative of like, the show grasping at straws towards his later seasons. I mean, it feels very like, I don't know what the word is, like very, like Woody Allen's still figuring out what Woody Allen in, in cinema is. Mm-hmm. It feels like kind of rigid. Well, it, this is before uh, Annie Hall, right? Yeah, five years before. Mm. I feel I always feel like his movies always feel fully formed within the context of like his style, though. Like I can, I don't see much of an evolution between this and Annie Hall, or that's <laughs> even his like later stuff. I mean, like. Diane Keaton's kind of character, I think, is much more, like, fleshed out in Annie Hall. She's an actual person. In this, she just kind of seems like a mirror of him. And just that they have the same, like, neurotic tendencies and bond over that. Mm. Oh, I like how, like, when he's like, what do you like in a woman? He's like, it's something neurotic. And so isn't that just, aren't you just describing yourself? You can't be with yourself, though, right? I don't know. I always thought it's so interesting that he's picking Casablanca to focus on because the romanticism that's associated with Casablanca it does is so different, so, like from the from the romance it, that he's going through. Although aren't there like better movies I can draw better parallels with, or is it just because Casablanca is so iconic? I think it maybe resonates the theme of him letting go of someone he loves for and doing the right thing for once. And not just thinking about himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, mm-hmm. I guess Bogart to him is like this character that is yeah, someone he envies for his like brashness. Mm-hmm. So well, he's just that, that's kind of why the hook is. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That it's funny. And he's, I, I guess Bogart is such emblematic of the classic Hollywood ideal man mm-hmm. Although, <laughs> and it wouldn't have played if it was like John 
Ford or something. Yeah. Yeah. John Ford. Who mm-hmm. am I thinking of? John Wayne. That's who I'm thinking John, of. Yeah. John yeah. Wayne? I don't think John Wayne would have been like... Oh, no. John Wayne would have called Woody Allen a slur or something. I don't know what word. Um, did you guys like the uh, La Marseillaise scene from Casablanca? Like, if I were to think about the movie, these th- those are the two scenes, right? The ending and that scene when when they out-sing the Nazis in this global... Because uh, I think the movie is, for its time, I felt it, it drew this... It tr- it's trying to make this say something about the universe, uh, this universal brotherhood, right? Like, we are all struggling in this together. The fight against fascism is not one that can be done, that can be done by just one country, not just one nation, not just one identity. It's something that everybody needs to come together and fight for, which I thought was really nice but also very indicative is it trying to draw an allegory on the u.s is like not participating during like the first couple years of the war no not everything's about the u.s if you think about it well because like it does there are certain parallels to like roosevelt like deciding like trying because they didn't intervene it's, they, it starts by doing little stuff, right? Like we'll, go, we'll give we'll give Britain aid, we'll, we'll give them this, like or whatever to uh, at the very at the yeah, at the very end being forced to actually happens. join the fight. Yeah, so but it could also well, it came out in forty two, right? In U.S. Pearl Harbor is in December. I, I don't know how much of that actually lines up, but it is. I think interesting. It is about the war. It's set during mm-hmm. the war. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know yeah. what's what wrong with me this year, but like hearing national anthems makes me teary. Like I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not patriotic in any sense. I don't think countries should exist. Get rid of borders. That is my opinion. But like the, when the French were singing their national anthem, I got teary. Yeah. When yeah. I walked in on my mom watching the Queen's Jubilee, I got teary. And I do know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh care about these things. <laughs> I think it's just a symptom of getting older. You're yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. I I I also was like almost you know about to cry when they were like yeah, battling it out. Play the La Masale. It's it's so good. <laughs> it's very moving. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of disconnect I felt between this and the Woody Allen films. Like, well, it's barely about any... The movie is so much... It's so ingrained in, about this idea of the struggle. Mm-hmm. And the romance is kind of just like a kind of offshoot from that, right? Sprung off from that. and that, But that's... The romance is er- the only thing that Woody Allen seems to have taken from taken from it. I'm like, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um has he already gone through a couple of divorces by this point? Because some of his ex I felt very pointed. <laughs> what? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I can't believe he was trying to play a 29-year-old when he was... <laughs> he was born in tw- he, uh, 36 or 7. So he would have been, like, what, 30, 30s, 40s at this point? <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he always looks yeah. old, no matter what age he is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hair, <laughs> the receding hairline. It's the, well, it's the hairline. Do we have anything else to add? No. All right, let's take a break. Ah! 
And we're back! Now, step right up, ladies and gentlemen. Seven veils. That's time to rate them up. Hmm. You guys go first. I'm finding it very hard. <laughs> I'm going to give five stars to Casablanca and two stars to Play It Again. Wow, really? I thought, I thought Casablanca holds up really, really well. Oh yeah, we didn't mention the, about the uh, the rape jokes and play it again, Sam. That's the only part I was like, oof, okay. Um, I mean, all of his advances just, on women are pretty rapey mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. and they're pretty awkward. <laughs> but the jokes on him, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's, it's, it's but fr- like, given the context of what happens to him later in life, it's not good. Yeah, he's double bluffing with this one. <laughs> All right, what are you? What are your guys' ratings? I'm gonna be a bit more generous to play it again, Sam. Mm. I'm gonna go four and three. I think four Casablanca, three mm. play it again, Sam. Mm. Yeah, I, agree I mean, I I know it has its faults, but it works. Mm. All right, well, that brings us to our next segment. What, what have we watched this week? What have we watched this week? Again, you should start. <laughs> Okay, Michelle, what have you watched this week? Uh, me and Arvin started watching Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yes. okay. So oh, yes. What like, do you think of it? It's so good. I I'm really enjoying funny. it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, right? It's like a light It's very fun. fun. You're absolutely right in terms of how, it, how at home it feels within that Disney like plus format. Mm-hmm. And like just the sets and everything, the way Shy feels so like cuddly, like a Disney show, but the characters get to say fuck. I was noticing how you said that it belonged in the, so comfortably within that Disney Plus format. Yeah. And the way it's shot like a Disney... It, does, it is shot at stage like a Disney show. But the characters get to, like, act more adult and the jokes are better. Yeah, but it works. It's like a fun time. Love but. Tina Fey as the, the main podcast. Lady. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. But um, Tina Fey is so good in everything. Yeah. Other than Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> 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 <Still>. <laughs> I... I don't know what she was didn't handle up very well why have you watched yusuf i watched twin peaks i'm rewatching twin peaks Ooh. that's what i'm doing and how are you liking it i i think i'm okay because i think i watched it too early in life like i was like oh people are talking about how this weird show that they watched in the 80s or whatever so i might check it out and i watched it and i was like okay it's it's fine I, st- I don't understand it but now being familiar with david lynch's work and stuff i'm enjoying it it feels so odd that this aired on abc i i can't like believe that that yeah, any of this was like <laughs> yeah it, but it's amazing it's amazing in the best way because i think it plays to like it could like if i show my mom this she would be like on board i think she'd be like oh who did kill her and like yeah. wow who why is the the hotel owner sleeping with this guy's wife and and all that you can like totally sink your teeth into that but then it has this extra layer of it being you know sort of not a parody but like you know a pastiche a of all of reality. that yeah yeah and and the the weird sections of it being like the doctor yeah, and the one-armed it, man it becomes a david lynch the log lady the black lodge yeah and all of that stuff that works for me so i i, I think the genius of it may be the partnership between them between mm-hmm. mark frost and david lynch. like it combines two uh very different worlds so successfully mm-hmm. 
So uh, yeah, but I I know season two is a bad one where it really went it goes downhill. The movie's amazing, but it's pure Lynch. But yeah, I'm I'm still on like you know the the beginning mm. of season one, mm. so so I'm uh, enjoying the ride so far. Kyle MacLachlan is so handsome. <laughs> I love it, and I love him as Coop. I love the way he like delivers lines as Coop. It's so great. <laughs> It's a monologue about Tibet that makes me laugh so much. Yes! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Michelle, we can get to Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. But uh, the third season weaponizes all of the things you've just said against you, against its audience, mm-hmm. uh, which is the interesting part, I guess. But it's very, very different. Mm-hmm. No, I totally did. I watched, and I just want to briefly talk about this because we talked, I watched Netflix's $200 million baby, The Gray Man, <laughs> and uh, it's terrible, terrible, awful. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Like it wastes it in a perfectly competent cast, other than the guy from Bridgerton, who is one of the worst actors I've ever seen. <laughs> like you can, the movie is almost worth watching just to like watch his character sit in like a situation room and throw things around and then kick things and mumble angrily. That's just, oh, so bad, so bad. Um, it's Chris Evans at his most annoying. He fully regresses into his two early two thousands fuckboy roles, and uh, it's too much. It's too much. Ryan Gosling tries, but it's not. It's a bad movie. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, I already said a lot, but like that's that's it's. No, it's, I I love oof. this side of you. I I think we should oof. have a weekly segment where it's Arvin shits on some movie that was. <laughs> Already probably <laughs> terrible. From, <laughs> and I still from, watch it. Yeah, like, it's this yeah. morbid curiosity. Because um, I'll always watch the trash. I think it's important to watch the trash, mm-hmm. so you know where yeah, the where, where the bottom like, line is. Yeah, but you can watch like trash made of gold, like Sharknado or Zombievers mm-hmm. or Sharktopus. No, but the, <laughs> there is there is there is an. But that's uh, <laughs> it becomes good. Uh, he exactly. wants to watch the, yeah. it, well, he wants to watch them fail <laughs> but that's I don't like that I just find it like well you had so much potential and you just wasted it mm-hmm. that's all I see in that it's like the green hornet yes god damn oh, that was bad too yeah. could have been good uh, but I'll watch it I'll watch all of them mm-hmm. because I like action movies and I respect them as a genre and when it's done badly well, one of the Thor Love and Thunder reviews on Letterboxd is great first draft excited to see when it's finished <laughs> <laughs> alright shall we move on to our next segment mm-hmm. okay what are our recommendations yes Ooh, the segment we all always remember and don't have to do last minute exactly. googling <laughs> our most prepared segment <laughs> no- notoriously our most prepared segment well I'm stalling for time by obviously dragging this bit on so which one of you guys Michelle, Michelle what do you, what do you... Uh, what's the what's that Woody Allen one where there's all the mirrors What's that one called? Mm. Uh, Manhattan Love Murder Mystery. Yes, I recommend that one. Mm-hmm. That one's good. It's a good one. My recommendation is uh, the twenty eighteen, I think twenty eighteen film Transit, which almost feels like a modern remake of Casablanca, a tiny bit more bleak. Well, a lot, a lot bleaker, and but carries that same sense of uh, doomed romanticism. I loved it. What is Transit? It's the same director as Un- uh, Undying, Quentin. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Kristen, 
Paris, uh, loved it. Mm-hmm. Worth worth watching, honestly, worth watching. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. Has the same actress. Well, I am going. Same actor, same same exact cast, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to recommend Match Point, <laughs> a Woody wow. Allen movie. Tennis movie. That With feels. The, what's this Wolverine in it? I forgot his name. Is it who Hugh Jackman's in it? Yeah. No. Is it not? Is he? I'm pretty sure. Said it was. It's the guy from the Tudors. The Tudors. The. No. Jonathan Rise Mayers. He looks like Whoa. Hugh Jackman. No. No. I doesn't. slipped through dimensions again because that was definitely Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Shut up! You gotta stop saying that. Misrecognize the That's probably what happened. It's <laughs> the most likely cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Match Point a thriller? Oh. Wow. Yeah, it's like the most un-Woody Allen, Woody Allen movie. So, I... That's um, cool. I'm kind of interested in that. Um, oh, no, he's in Scoop, which also has Scarlett Johansson and is a Woody mm-hmm. Allen film. Didn't slip through dimensions. There we go. Ah, that's There we go. There we go. Okay. I knew he was in okay. Less explainable. She did three movies with him? That's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Her, his little ingenue for a time, I suppose. All right. Well, that brings us to what we're going to be watching next week. I know we are going to be joined by a special guest. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be watching Alexandria Y, film by Yusuf Shaheen. My brother is the special guest. He picked it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and that's we'll it. also will we also be treated with an impromptu musical performance? Probably not. But, oh, that's but if you want he it, could I'll, sing every I have an time in. he speaks instead and do a little, <laughs> little riff on the, the guitar podcast. with it. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll we'll try to We'll turn it into a that. musical episode, but he's the only one with the numbers. He just like tea paints like, like, <laughs> I, re- I really everything. don't think he would say no to any of this. I think <laughs> he wouldn't, he'll be, be great. I would probably be like, oh, that's so much work, and Michelle will have to edit it and think about all that side of things and then be like, no, no, let's not do it. But Okay, yeah. well, in that case, well, look forward to that, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Keep it real, stay safe and healthy. Bye. And we'll see you all next week. Bye bye. The Seventh Reel is hosted by Arvin Huang, Michelle Hassel, and Yusuf El Bashir. Logo by Joe Conti. Our ad break music is composed by Yusuf Sui Lim, and our outro music is composed by Yahya El Bashir. Thanks for listening.